because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. Oh. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. And when it's always hunting season. What do you mean she says she's my wife? That's what the woman in Sioux City said, Grandpa. She said you were her long-lost husband who cut out on her years ago, and now she wants you back. Rubbish. I don't have any wife in Sioux City. What about Philadelphia? No! Shreveport. Lake Placid. San Bernardino. I don't know. You see? Yep. You see, Lily, I told you so. Uh, just leave him to me. I'll cross-examine his brains out. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another amazing, one-of-a-kind, genre-defining, um, secret, mysterious, convoluted plot episode of oh. Monster Hunters, the only show that dares to shun all of existence. I mean, we're we're down to shunning ourselves, I think. Um, all in favor of a 60-year-old sitcom about a Frankenstein's monster and his grotesque family. My name is still Derek, and I am still a monster hunter, even after this episode. Uh, and joining me at the monster-headed sectional of monsterism, or is it monster? I can't remember which it is, is the one and only Shun DMC himself, Keith. Hey, hey, KG, Shun DMC, uh, monster hunter extraordinaire. You shall all know that by now. Hey, hey, what's up? Hey, hey, nothing. And the other hey hey kid, the say hey kid down there at the end of hey. the sectional. Yep, <laughs> saying hey. Uh Willie Mays Hayes style is the <laughs> one and only uh shit. He's not the Shun DMC. One and no, he's Dr. Dre of Kansas. No, it's Terry. Right. Hey everyone, yep, it's me. Um, you know, we just said we were kind of shutting ourselves at this point. The only way I can keep my physical corporeal form is to uh cosplay as Herman Munster every day. <laughs> <laughs> and i will say this your shoes are getting there well thank you yeah i've been working on those um yeah. it's not easy filling giant you know uh rubber soles with you know paper stuffing to make sure it fills out my feet but yeah i, well, I understand yeah well, well, lucky you though i got the cosplay as eddie in order to keep mine so <laughs> yeah you were either the short stick on that one i think and the short shorts Mm-hmm. And they are riding high. Ooh. And then I guess I'm Lily, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I guess I could have been Grandpa, too. Well, yeah, I'll be Lily. Um, could be worse. Yeah, could have well, could, could been Wolf Wolf. Yeah, well, shit. I'll tell you what, after this episode, I don't want to be anything monster related. I, you know what? I don't want to show my hand too early, but Wolf. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Wolf, let's get to it. Season two, episode 20, Grandpa's Lost Wife. But before we can do that, Terry, you and I, we need to recline. Oh. Because Keith is going to walk up there to that uh, mantle and grab that. Oh, God. Dirty, dusty. Just dirty, dusty. I'm sphincter holding ridden. back the sphincter ridden. I'm, oh. just, I'm holding back the vomit. Yeah, uh, I've got no, I've got nose plugs. If you want them, Derek. Can... Oh God, I chopped off my nose. Uh, <laughs> mm. volume... It doesn't, it doesn't smell. Look it today. just looks a lot. It looks weird with all the stuff on it. It's... Yeah, well, I know it definitely doesn't smell now because all I'm doing is gurgling blood out of my exposed nose holes. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some of the staff walked past that earlier today and they started convulsing and on the floor. So. Yeah. I mean, it's really confusing because after last time, because it was so bad, I had gotten like a little like case, like, like a glass cover to put over it. And oh, it still they, seems to have done that. And yeah, it it's almost concentrated to one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to get mistake. a rug doctor or something to run over that thing. <laughs> Go down to the grocery store and rent one. I, I don't want to rip off any pages with it. Well, you open it up and you put. Put the pages down so the covers, the front and back, are up, mm. right? And then you, you run. Uh, trust me, I have rug doctored many a Bible, so now is the time. To- <laughs> <laughs> uh, huh. I think we should just dip into um, bleach. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could do that too. Anyway, uh, here we are for volume two of the Monster Hunters tidbit factoid fact shit shit skippy bop do of the week. <laughs> February 3rd, 1966 was a Thursday, 34th day of the year in 1966, and the fifth Thursday of that year. First first Thursday in February. The first Thursday in February as well. Uh, There are 180 days left from the time of this recording until this episode will be officially 58 years old. Oh, my God. And as of today, there are 21,004 days since it first aired. Oof. There have been 712 full moons since this first aired. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the next one, I mean, well, maybe it's not the, yeah, well, yeah, the next one it will be at the end of August, August 31st. Uh, and it's going to be a super moon. Oh, super nice. Moon. Nice. Is it also August. a blue moon? Because I'm pretty sure we've already had a full moon this month. Well, this is a rare month. There were two super moons. Two, I thought there Whoa. was a super moon earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the reason I'm mentioning it now to all of our dear listeners. Is it the hunter's moon? No, it's because oh. I hate getting those stupid like news notifications. Like if I go through and look at like news stories on my phone and they're always like super moon tonight. And I look, and it's like 18 hours ago. Like I always miss out on like when these things are, <laughs> but they announced that there were two of them. So now I'm like, awesome. I'm still probably going to forget and miss the one. On, uh, at, you know, uh, oh, actually, yeah, I'm going to end up missing that one anyway. Um, yeah. on the 31st, I'll are forget about it. Planet? No, I'll just forget about it and <laughs> oh. I won't get out there. But like it, like we usually get when the, the super moons come around, we actually usually get a pretty good view from here at the house. And I always either don't know in time or I forget or it's you know, super cloudy and. You can't mm. see shit anyway. It's also but anyway, a super cloud night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so August thirty first, you can check it out. Uh, it will be this is the rare time that there are two super moons in one yep. month. If there's oh. two super moons, it suddenly doesn't seem quite so super anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's if every moon, moon is maybe. super, then none of the moons are super. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's also one of the rare times you get. Uh, I guess two full moons end up in one month. I guess it's a blue also. moon. Yeah. Is it? Is that what it's that means? Moon is, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Two, two full moons in the same month. I'm almost 100% positive that that's what a blue moon is. There we go. Now I'm, now I'm doubting myself. Which one gets nah, dubbed don't, as don't, blue don't, don't doubt yourself, Derek. Confidence in you. Are they both blue 100% moons? correct. Some things I do know, though, that I also have confidence in. February 3rd, some history here. In 1690, the colony of Massachusetts issues the first paper money in the Americas. Wow, that's pretty cool, I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek, this one's for you and me. 1809, the territory of Illinois is created uh, for the 10th uh, United States Congress, by the 10th United States Congress. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, I was wrong about blue moons. Oh. That's not what that means. Mm. What does it mean? 
I don't know. They're fucking assholes. That's what it says. <laughs> Space.com. What's a blue moon? They're fucking assholes. Yeah. Nah, something to do with like yeah. the third moon of whatever four trimesters. I don't know. Just mm-hmm. something. The moon when it sticks its tongue at you from the. As soon thing. as I saw it, I was wrong. I didn't want to learn anymore. So, <laughs> well, fair enough. Yeah. That's how I react to any knowledge. I'm an American. That I've been right? <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to push it out of my mind and for, try to forget as best I can. Yeah, well, uh, uh, Derek and Terry and myself, we're all Americans. Uh, February 3rd, 1913, the 16th Amendment of the United States Constitution was ratified, authorizing federal government to impose and collect an income tax. Nice. Hmm. Yeah. And finally, in 1959, Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper all die in a plane crash near wow. Clear Lake, Iowa. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Mm. it's the day the music died i'm not mistaken yeah but still regardless uh two days later on the fifth my love by patula clark was the number one song so i guess it didn't really die took it took a memoriam for a couple days (laughs) took a wrong turn to albuquerque yeah Mm -hmm. uh at uh at this time approximately in 1966 there were three billion 420,677,923 people in the world. Mm -hmm. And they all have birthdays. 1893. (laughs) We're going to go through all of them. (laughs) Yeah, all all 3 billion. Uh, 1893, Norman Rockwell. Okay. 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 1920, uh, Henry Heimlich. The man Uh, uh, responsible for the maneuver. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, That's pretty cool. Yep. 1940, Fran Tarkington, quarterback for uh, Minnesota Vikings. And the Heimlich Maneuver. Yep. Mm-hmm. 1945, Bob Greasy, who got the Heimlich Maneuver from Fran Tarkington. Oh, you're getting all sorts of just comp- uh, quarterbacks, huh? I glad because they were back-to-back. Otherwise, I would have probably skipped both of them. And moved right. on to 1950, where Morgan Fairchild was born. Mm, she's not a quarterback. No, no, she's not. Not yet. Yeah. Uh, 1966, <laughs> Frank Corassi, uh director. Picked it because it's actually 1966 for this one. He uh, directed The Wedding Singer and The Water Boy. Mm. <laughs> uh, also, also Click. He uh, went okay. from Morgan Fairchild to the director of some of the Sandler movies. Yeah. Well, the um, Wedding Singer and Water Boy are probably two of his better ones. I was watching Happy Gilmore over the weekend. I watched about half of it. Um, and then it was time for dinner. So I have to finish watching. <laughs> oh. I got to watch the other half. But I, was, but, I was, but I was enjoying it. It's very good. 1968, uh, legendary flopper Vladi Divac. Legendary, legendary flopper. flopper? What's that mean? Yeah, oh, he was he... a basketball player and he flopped a lot oh, of people back no, into him. He didn't yeah. flop mm-hmm. that much. He's he's known for that more than anything else. What does that mean, flopping? Like, <laughs> uh, somebody like uh, they like kind of like somebody like backed him down into the paint. Uh, he he probably fell to be over. Yeah, and he falls mm-hmm. down. Oh, he mm-hmm. goes flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah flops yeah, yeah. on the ground. In middle right. school, they taught me how to do mm-hmm. that. You you don't think you you think he's mo- known more for flopping than being traded for Kobe Bryant? No, probably not. But it's it's his second most thing. Yeah. Also, he's February also th- the general manager of the Sacramento Kings. Well, he's doing a good job with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, uh, February third, uh, Elmo. Elmo was born. Yeah. All right. Wow. What a beautiful day that was! Like the idea of Elmo, or are we on the it, fictional this, character? This is the well, fictional fictional character, you know. Giving but it's words. also February third is is Elmo Day because of it. So. Oh, like Rubber Ducky Day several. Yes, ago. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did we have who was a Bert or Ernie was Ernie was last week? week. Yeah. Yep. What's going on here? 
I'm questioning the uh, the source material that really uh, looks at a lot of um, Sesame Street, Harry Potter, and DC characters more than anything else, I think. I think Henson yeah. Studios sat down and said, how many Muppets we got? I don't know, about 50, 52. Okay, mm-hmm. let's do one every Thursday for a birthday. <laughs> <laughs> they probably did. Yeah, yeah. that's a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's get start, we'll end. start with Jan 6, the most important of days. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep, rubber ducky. Mm-hmm. We'll go he that. was trying to warn us all these years. <laughs> yep, but they didn't give him a mouth to say anything. <laughs> you can celebrate these birthdays. You can celebrate the 58th anniversary of uh, this episode that we've watched this week. Uh, or if you have friends, or you just want to celebrate something fun, uh, you can check out Feed the Birds Day. First occurred in 1994 <laughs> to encourage people to feed the birds in winter. Celebrated in February oh. as part of National Bird Feeding Month. This day is celebrated during the coldest part of the year when the snow is thick and food is scarce. Aren't most of the birds like gone by that point? They migrate. There's still some probably sitting around. And you know what? Uh, you know what you can feed them? You can feed them some carrot cake. It's natural carrot cake day. That's nasty ass stuff. Despite the fact that carrots contain natural sweetness that's just perfect for cakes, uh, it's hmm. still disgusting. Cake originated in the Middle Ages when sugar and other sweeteners were really? scarce. That surprises me. And that that's the old. BS that they came up with. They probably invented potato salad around that same time. The origins of carrot cake day are hard to come by, uh, but February 3rd is the official day that's there. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and finally, it is also National Cordova Iceworm Day. Cordova Iceworms, ice huh? Yes, yes. The first National Cordova Iceworm Day was held in 1961 when local city planners in Cordova, Cordova Alaska, uh, decided that a large vessel was needed in our t- the town's heritage and discover the unique creature that lived in the nearby glaciers and snowfields. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the first event, a mascot development contest was held with the winner getting $15 and an honorable place in the parade. 15 whole dollars to wow. come with the mascot. What year yeah. did you say this was? 1961. Okay. That's why. These are real things? What in the world? Yeah. Worms? Yeah. I, I'd um, never heard of them until I saw like it's scrolling through what's it called x and um <laughs> there was this there was it, 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 you know how there's this this ridiculous movement of i'm a real man right so there's yeah. this guy he like was on a glacier and he's like this is how you really live and he dipped his cup in like this glacier stream like it was on a glacier right mm-hmm. and you could see like deep it was deep blue below it, like 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 a really vibrant blue. And he scoops mm. it out, drinks it, like, oh, God, you can't get cleaner water than this. And if you're trapped inside and living like the man wants you to live, all this bullshit, right? Yeah. Like the first count was like, uh, well, after you scroll past all the blue check marks that are like, mm. uh, yay, Adolf Hitler. And then you get down <laughs> to the ones that aren't blue check marks. And it was like, uh, well, judging by the color of the blue, you could probably have to worry about ice worms. I'm like ice worms so then i googled ice worms i'm like yeah but the the warmth of your body and the stomach acid will destroy them so they won't oh so props. they like are they parasites yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah they and, and we're celebrating ice. these, yeah. these <laughs> strange yep. beings that now, yeah. now i mentioned that the first event they had a mascot development contest uh the result was nothing short of spectacular a 150 foot long uh, worm with a massive head, ferocious eyes, and seventy-four legs uh, carrying it. Nice, yeah. Like that. 
Mm-hmm. It's like a it's like a Chinese uh, dragon. Like yes, mm-hmm. like a parade, yeah. but it's an ice worm. <laughs> it's got the big floppy mouth. Um, yeah. um, um, looks like um, a lion, but it's an ice worm. Not sure I feel about celebrating this strange thing. I mean, well, I mean, the ice worm it says, which is colorful and inspiring, has forever captured the hearts of its locals. Special fishing competition, <laughs> it's like literally a beard growing competition. <laughs> Crawls into their heart, wraps um, itself around it, starts squeezing. <laughs> the celebration has included a special fishing competition off the city docks, a beard growing competition in which all local men were forced to compete, and the ice worm queen <laughs> beauty pageant. To grow a beard? <laughs> oh, yes. In this Alaskan amazing. dictatorship? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, in 1887, ice worms were first discovered. Uh, they got a scientific name that I won't bother to try saying. Oh shoot! Whoa! Yeah. You know you want to go uh, ahead. No, I want. No, I. This that's uh, Messinchytriasolophagus. You were close. Yeah, uh, sixty-one. The first ice worm festival, and uh, in twenty twenty-one, Cordova Ice Worm Day has provided little scientific information on its mascot. I'm just like trying to decide what the purpose of these worms is. There was like a, a Google prompt that said, what is the purpose of the ice worm? And just said that they like get eaten by birds. So I was like, that's oh, their purpose. That might be their only purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Uh, I don't know how you feel about this. Poorly is my, my but, guess. But uh, in a previous life, mm-hmm. you were a female in your last okay. earthly if you're, incarnation. If you were born on Feb 3. Yes. 66. Yeah. Uh, you were born somewhere around the territory of central England, approximately in the year 900. Your profession was either a monk, a beekeeper, or a lone gunman. A lone t- gunman? Uh, so, hold on. I don't think you can be a female monk. But like, not at that time, either. at least. No, I don't think you could. Yeah. I don't know if the... Yeah. Because there's like nuns would be their yeah. own thing. It's like right? a monk would be a priest, right? Like so yeah. in the Catholic Church, there's no way you could be a female monk. Mm-hmm. 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 Unless like maybe you could be a Shaolin monk born in London. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I mean I, I thought lone gunman was a little bit more questionable, but sure. That is a strange profession, <laughs> lone gunman. Well, I mean, a, as far as prof- I mean, yeah. we're all lone gunmen. A monk, a beekeeper, or a lone gunman. Those are the three. Mm-hmm. That's the only professions back yeah. then you could do. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah. What was the year again? 900. Okay. So <laughs> it predates guns. So to be a lone gunman. Yeah. I, how would you do that? Yeah. When I don't know. Do was both count the as guns? first gun made? I was going to screw up. Oh, around AD 1000. So you could almost. You have dreams of being, oh, if I only had some sort of weapon that could fire a projectile at you, I would yeah. do it by myself. I'm all alone. I wandered from town to town, you know, trying to solve problems. But if only I had some sort of weapon to protect me from mm-hmm. evildoers and such. Yeah. You know? Or, I don't know, lone gunmen, do they just rob people? I don't know what the lone gunman's goal is. I think they're assassins. Oh. Mm, yeah. could be. All right, let's close they, this they out. They just used finger guns back then. <laughs> Pew, pew, pew. All right, let's close this out uh, in the proper fashion. Uh, the life path number for 2 3 1966 is the number nine. Represents selflessness, forgiveness, and creativity. You are a, phila- a philanthropist, humanitarian, socially conscious, deeply concerned about the state of the world. Our good buddy Doug Tibbles. He oh. was, uh, he is uh, a life path number of seven. Did we mention he died earlier this year? We had not, no. And he died on April 23rd of this year. Mm, oh, what's his death path number? I don't oh, think God. that's a thing. Hell. 
Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, how many passes do you get? I don't yeah. know. That's a good point. If there's a life path member, there has to be a death a path. Death I'm sure there are. I'm not going to look it up. He's a seven. Uh, the more eternal, depressing eternal students that. of the universe. They're mm. introspective individuals with an unquenchable thirst for knowledge, and they enjoy looking into the inner workings of things. Someone is a true thinker. Let's their mind lead the way. Yada, yada, yada. Now, this isn't the Arctic monkey tibble, is it? It is. Yes, yes, it, it is. is. And he died? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. That's kind of sad, actually. No, He's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why so. there's no new um, Death Cab for Cutie music coming out. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I can't remember what their name is. Stone What's Coyotes. Stone Coyotes. Stone Coyotes. Yeah. Not Stone Cavities. <laughs> That's what it is. Stone Coyotes. Stone. Yeah. Somebody said stone cavities. I'm pretty <laughs> I sure. Said, I said coyote. Okay. The stone orifices. Anyway. The stone orifices. Um, all right. So I'm going to set the book back here. I'm going to place the glass up back over it. Let's okay. secure it. That glass yeah, dome. Maybe, it's got maybe the little glass handle on top. Maybe I get a lock for it or something. It's going to fester in there, though. That's the problem. It's not, well, it's nice and clean right now. I cleaned it off and yeah. it should be good. So let's yeah. just. Well, Those sphincters are constantly emitting. Well, I like try spores. not to. I try not to think about them. I mean, it's they help grip the book better, but I don't it's want like to get uh, it. It's like, yeah. Um, so also, let me grab they some hands. Like a moan every time they release. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. like a little uh, hand sanitizer on my hands, and then I will jump into my uh, seat. Ready you need to, a little uh, bit more than a little. You better dunk your hands bottle. in some alcohol. Mm-hmm. We got bleach. Because Keith, you need to Keith, you need to recline. Because we're gonna. I, I wait till you say it. Boom! Slowly recline. descend. Mm-hmm. Uh, down, down, down to the Scuba X Dome. I'm sure the AI will clean my hands off nicely. I, I, I made some like... adjustments to Keith's. Uh, it, it takes him down an extra tunnel to like quarantine him for a few days <laughs> and spray him down, and then he comes and meets us. His toes down. It's like the delousing scene from uh, Shawshank <laughs> yeah, Redemption. Yeah, hoses start spraying him as he's hung from his toes. <laughs> yep. Thrown with powder. Um, here we are. We've reached the Scumax Dome. Name your rights still TBD. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day, one day we will have somebody that wants to grace us with their patronage. Is that what it would be? It's come on, charity. Cordova Iceworm folks. Uh, expand Ooh. out. Go oh, beyond yeah. Cordova. Hey, Let's come ice- on down. The whole town dedicated to iceworms can be dedicated Sponsor to us. us. <laughs> yeah. The other 364 days of the year. <sighs> Well, you guys are ready because Captain Terry is going to take us out an additional 2.75 miles so we can reach international waters. And from there, we'll dive deep, deep to the gates of hell for another edition of Scuba X. X, X. All right. This episode uh, is directed by Ezra Stone. Mm. Ezra Stone is to the monsters. Wait, did you say Ezra Pound? No, 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 uh, no. I didn't. Emma Stone? Is that what you said? Did I? Uh, no, it was Ezra Stone. Uh, it was Ezra Stone. Okay. Yep. Ezra I, Stone. I, there's so much we... I, I mean, there's got to be tons of stuff. We've still got to talk about this guy. Well, right? you know, <laughs> he's a, he's like the very foundation upon which uh, the monsters have been built upon. He's much like stones are to real-life Earth. He is the stones. <laughs> that oh, what is that? Together. Nice one. Oh. Um. You know, we've stuck. We've we've already spoke about his humble upbringings as being a son of a chemist. You know, we've spoken about yeah. all the fresh fans he's made beyond his own lifetime, like Tibbs from the Munster Cast. But let's not confuse him with any other uh, similar named celebrities. 
He's the one only Ezra Stone, and we fully explored his vast tapestry <laughs> of his life. So <laughs> I don't think we need to talk fully about explored. It. Yes, I would say so. And mm, there's still of life. several episodes to go, so let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Oh man! Uh, I was at a wedding like, once where part of their uh, their vows was they refer one of them referred to the other one as we have an alarming amount of time left. <laughs> uh, you're you're the tapestry of my life. Oh, that's nice. Minute Maid. You are the sunshine of my life. Minute Maid. I just I don't know why a nineties <laughs> commercial for instant lemonade popped in my head, but. There it is. <laughs> the the Minute Maid skooma to Xstone. <laughs> the Minute Maid instant lemonade powder skooma Xstone. Mm. It's got a good ring to it. Mm, it does. Flows. Yeah. We're, we're only accepting the uh, the instant powder. That's <laughs> 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 to be the full name. Yeah, mm. I just have that in there. Uh, so this episode was written by Douglas Tibbles, like you mm. mentioned before. R.I.P. Rest in oh. peace. Yes. Yep. Another legendary monsters figure, um, I guess. We've talked about him quite a bit. He pops up every once in a while uh, with the monsters writing qu- credit, but he doesn't pop up as much as Mr. Stone. So Heavens no. Uh, yeah, we've talked about that guy plenty. So no need to We have. Uh, so, yeah, Doug Tibbles, you know, he's probably most known for, to me for being in the uh, Southern rock band Stone Coyotes, not the Stone Cavities, um, <laughs> the Arctic Monkeys or whatever. <laughs> Stone um, Cavities is a fun name, though. I like that one. I kind of like that. Let's keep that one in the better than the here. squirming sphincters or whatever. Squirming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, as a tradition, I listened to Church of the Falling Rain, which is a mm-hmm. song by them as on repeat should. while I researched the whole episode. Not only was he a writer for the Musters and a drummer for Stone Coyotes, he also did a lot of the artwork and photography for his band as well. So that's always nice. Rest in peace. We will also get to talk about him several times. And I, yeah, no need to go any deeper with him. Oh, well, um, how many more episodes of uh, the Tibbs do we have? At least like four or five. We only have 12 episodes left after this. I know. One. I know. Still have quite a bit. So I was like, oh, wait, is, could this be the last one? And I like looked at, I looked and I was like, oh, no, there's plenty. Forget it. I just oh, my cut. goodness. We have a couple guest stars, though. We got Jane Withers as Pamela Thornton. Mm-hmm. And we've got Douglas Evans as Clarence Wedge, the lawyer. Mm-hmm. The wedge, the wedge himself, yeah, uh, wedged his way into the monsters. Mm, that he did. Um, Jane Withers though has seventy-seven acting credits on IMDb. Um, IMD beef. Yeah, <laughs> beef. <laughs> yeah, which is all different. That's where that's where Derek gets the prime rib from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Weirdly, she's got a lot of credits on there, um, but she's also got two monsters credits. Oh, because we've talked about her before. Mm. Back in season one, episode five, Pike's wow. Peak. If you remember, which one? That. Pike's Peak. Oh, that's uh, oh, she was the wife. Yep, she was like Samantha Peak or something like that. Yeah, yeah, because um, the 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 gas guy. Yes, they wanted to build like a tunnel in their basement or something. Yeah, like that. and then Herman goes to the house, and then she's going to hit him with a golf club, and it wilts. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. Marilyn goes there first, and yeah. then she wants to divorce her husband. She thinks that her that's her right husband's cheating on her mm-hmm. with this monster lady. Yeah. Wow, you remember a lot more about this. I, I was like, I read the description. And I was like, yeah, the pipeline thing. I remember that. And then I was like, I don't remember anything <laughs> else. <laughs> You're right. That all happened. Yeah, yeah it hmm. did. What a great episode. Um... <laughs> Comparatively speaking, it, just, it was a ten. 
in the monster scale at least yeah mm-hmm. uh she started out as a child star in the 1930s uh apparently she had her she was a star of her own radio program at the age of four which is kind of crazy wow like how would you that'd be really hard to keep a four-year-old like maybe they didn't maybe they edited it back then it couldn't have been live maybe it was yeah. live i don't know i don't know i didn't even know what a radio was when i was four <laughs> maybe she didn't either i don't know <laughs> Uh, apparently, she was also a very good impersonator. Uh, she's also a talented singer and dancer. She kind of could do it all, it sounds like. Uh, once she became an adult, she ended up marrying a rich Texas oil man. Though it only lasted for six years, so didn't last long. After that marriage, though, she did go back to school and started studying um, directing. So that's cool. But ended up just getting her foot back in the door for acting roles again. So. She got back into the, the 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 thick of it with TV shows and such. Uh, and she also, a fun fact, apparently had one of the largest doll collections in the world with almost 8,000 dolls. Wow, that's a lot of dolls. But for some reason, I find that hard to believe that's one of the largest. Yeah, there's got to be bigger. You'd think. 8,000 is a lot, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I imagine there's some hoarder out there with tens of thousands of dolls mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. house. Probably like a whole... Warehouse full one's of a, one's a collection versus uh hoarding, maybe. <laughs> well, I, I I beg to differ. If like if you collect several <laughs> things in an area, that's a collection, right? One's a collection and one is just a collection that has yet to be discovered. Mm-hmm. So somebody out there that hasn't announced it, they're gonna find yeah. it like on their deathbed they don't realize passed away. They have this yeah. collection. <laughs> the relatives plan on using them in. all in the future, that's for sure. Oh, that's yes, yes. Yes, for their like doll stage show, mm-hmm. thousands of dolls, extras. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we have another guest star, Douglas Evans, uh, who played the Wedge. Um, he's got 163 acting credits on IMDb from 1937 to 1968. You know, he's one of those classic guys who kind of had one-off television roles, really small parts in movies. He was in shows like Dragnet, The Twilight Zone, Bewitched. Those are probably the biggest shows I noticed. Um, mm-hmm. I was trying to scroll through his filmography to find anything interesting or fun to talk about. I was having a hard time. He was in a couple Jerry Lewis movies, um, but neither of them looked that great. So I decided to pick one randomly. <laughs> I don't think any Jerry Lewis, mo- Jerry Lewis movies look great, but that's just me. <laughs> well, maybe this one does because it's called The Family Jewels. Mm. Um, <laughs> off the bad start. Uh, it's about a girl, a young girl. She's going to inherit a lot of money. I get, mm-hmm. I assume from the death of her family or something. I don't know. Uh, but she must choose between like six of her uncles, but who, who she wants to raise her, these six uncles, which one does she want? Um, the trailer is shot. So there's like a, um, the voiceover, each uncle kind of like introduces themselves with like a scene of them. Um, and they all like interrupt each other. There's a goofy pool playing uncle. Um, there's like a creepy bruiser uncle who calls everybody else a creep. There's a nerdy rich ladies man or something. I don't really know what his deal is. He's feeding the little girl cereal and is surrounded by women in their bathing suits. Um, so I guess he's a ladies man. I don't know. Uh, there's also a clown uncle, of course. Um, of course. Yeah. He, he claims he's to be, he's the world's greatest clown. Mm. There's also an extremely raspy voiced old withered sea captain uncle with like the biggest mustache I've ever seen in my life. That's what I'm picking. He's already sold. He hasn't even heard the last one, yeah. which is an airplane captain. He uh, mm. goes on adventures, I think, or something. I don't mm-hmm. really know what his deal is either. Mm. And, of course, Jerry Lewis plays all of these people. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but that's not enough. He also plays the little girl's bodyguard and chauffeur. I thought you could see he also plays the little girl. <laughs> Which, that's <was> awesome. <laughs> no, he plays her bodyguard slash chauffeur. Um, 
And uh, I think it's probably the guy that she ends up living with in the end. It's like the the synopsis said that this is like the guy who practically raised her as a child, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, though he does steal ca- cotton candy from somebody who's sitting right in front of him at one point um, in the hmm. trailer. So is it a baby? A well, it's not a baby. So that's good, I guess. Takes more skill, you know. Easy as stealing candy from a baby, but a, an adult? Mm-hmm. A little trickier. Movie doesn't seem that good. I could be wrong, though. I kind of hope she goes with the clown <laughs> uncle, but, you know, I think we all have our own personal preferences on that. Keith wants to see Captain. Derek, you have any any preferences? Oh, no. I want them <laughs> no. all. I want them you all. Just live in one big house together. Give me all them uncles. Yep. On that note, uh, we're going to have to return to the surface and we should probably go at a slightly faster pace than normal because I think our uncles are waiting for us up there. Hmm. <laughs> Surprise, I invited at, them all. At a slightly faster pace because our uncles are up there? Yep. yep. Be, you'll be happy to know that I put all of our uncles to work. Uh, <laughs> and we have so many uncles that they've created like a human chain, like a... Oh. Like the monkeys in a barrel sort of thing, right? You oh, know, yeah. they got the, they got, they've hooked their arms, and they're all the way down here to the depths of hell. <laughs> they've chained themselves to the bottom of the ocean? <laughs> well, no, the, to me. And, oh, uh, okay. I gave a tug on uh, <laughs> the closest <laughs> uncle to me, Whoa, and the clown that uncle. Like, went all the way up, and then they're like, okay, Keith's un- uncle, uh, Jerry, the sea captain, started turning the uncle crank, and all the uncles started <laughs> pulling me up. <laughs> Okay. Very quickly. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, they were, I'm surprised at how well they were able to hold their breath. But anyway, I have flown up with all the uncles, and now here I am with a, a good 10 to 12,000 uncles. Um, <laughs> wow. All my uncles are there, really. Wow, cool. <laughs> yeah, they're, they are filling the Skuma X Dome. I'm surprised you guys didn't notice them. When, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, they're very quiet before. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, I just thought maybe we finally hired security. We've hired a few of them on as security, but the rest of the uncles to get them here, I didn't couldn't give them all a paycheck, but I did promise them prime rib. Ooh. Um, and that we, as we know, is every Uncle uncle's prime weakness. Rib. So oh yeah, like oh I can't resist a good prime rib. Uh, me and your aunt, we used to get prime rib back in 1978 when we'd go to the the bowling club or whatever, right? You know, so you say, <laughs> oh, yeah, great. definitely. Yeah, Every uncle's cool. got that story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, they're here with prime rib. I Nothing special this week because I had to have the staff prepare uh, f- 50 dozen prime ribs. What's going to work you're going to make it out of uncle? Yeah. Oh, God, heavens, no. Mm. But... We'll we'll see. Uh, there's a, <laughs> uh, there's a chance because there's so many uncles here. Yeah. When you gather this many people, like the odds of someone dying here <laughs> increases, right? Like so. Yeah, one might have actually tipped into the meat grinder on accident. Yeah. You know, so if happens. one of those uncles passes away, and you know, heavens forbid, because we're God like, forbid, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, 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 we're out here, we're our own independent nation and whatnot, but we mm-hmm. have to contact somebody, and I don't want to have to do that. So <laughs> maybe we'll see if the prime rib next week is uncle. Like, especially <laughs> like when you have to contact the person, like, well, weren't you guys paying attention to him? No, we're at the gates of hell. I There's, mean, well, I was at the gates of hell. There's 12,000 uncles up here. 
they all formed a chain to yes. <laughs> and most of them were underwater for mm-hmm. 15 minutes or more um I think I saw a familiar face float by a spirit of some sort, so maybe. (laughs) Looked like a a relative of mine, possibly. It looks a little bit Derek, but older and not Derek. (laughs) That's strange. It's Uh, Derek with a giant mustache. (laughs) Yes. Yep. Big, huge mustache. It like goes down to his knees. (laughs) That's Uncle Kenny. Everybody everybody Mm -hmm. loves Uncle Kenny and his long stash. When we were kids, we used Mm -hmm. to hang off of it and swing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet he loved that. He, oh, he did. He's like, "Come on, kids!" And they'd like whip us around, like you. Know, so, <laughs> you know, like the 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 swings at like an amusement park. You yes. go to the Six Flags and you sit in the swing and it starts spinning around. And you're out to the sides thanks to centrifugal force. That's what Uncle Candy would do with his mustache. <laughs> Just spin around, and mm-hmm. the kids would go flying around him. Yep, like a helicopter. If he, he went fast enough, he could probably fly. He could, yeah. It was yeah. awesome. I loved Uncle. And then when we get too old, you're like, once you hit, once you hit like 16, 17, he's like, I can't do it anymore. Kids are too big. <laughs> Just like fucking adults getting like a slow wrecking ball. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, anyway, enough Uncle there. Talk. We're gonna yeah. have to talk about the shooting back down to the to the schematic dome because they're getting a little rowdy up here. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna seal off the top of the schematic dome and let it flood. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> the only way to be sure, get rid of them because they won't leave on their own. Could you imagine? <laughs> on a boat and seeing 12,000 uncles just floating out of an area <laughs> <laughs> flooding the day. Corpses well, flooding. I mean, you'd have to kind of be in on it to know that they were uncles in the first place. No, I think you see that many men just floating around you're like, well, it's a bunch of uncles. Oh, uh, yeah. That's just lots of beautiful mm, image. Yeah. <laughs> you ready? Yep. yep. Hit it. There it is. Season 2, episode 20. Grandpa's lost wife. Here we are. As Keith uh, mentioned, this song bitch came out on February third, nineteen sixty-six. When I sat crisscross applesauce and projected myself back to the time of the filming, uh, the I don't know the description on the chalkboard outside the Holiday Inn where they filmed it said, "A rich woman claims Grandpa is her long lost husband." So I'm intrigued by this. So oh far. man! As soon as I read that, I was like. Oh no, it gets a whopping 7.2 on IMDb, which I think is about the lowest rating any Monsters episode gets on uh, IMDb. Yeah, that's hmm. definitely towards the bottom. Mm-hmm. I was predispositioned to be skeptical of this when I read the, the synopsis. And I'm like, oh no. Terry was intrigued. I was intrigued on how long the episode would be. Turns out it's still the standard 26 minutes. Still 26 minutes, yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then also when I sit crisscross applesauce and I'm like, let time to watch this. It started with some bunk-ass universal bumper. I've only one other time in my 50-something episodes of sitting well, close to 60. This would be the 60th Ugh. episode. Of, no, 58th? How many episodes are there? 70? Yeah. So after today, we have 12. This is the 58th time I've sat crisscross applesauce. <laughs> and wow. only two of those times have had this universal bumper in front of it. So I'm just mm, like, well, Jesus. I've had it for all of season two. Hmm. Man, that, that's got to be weird when you like 
you know, you enter into the meditation thing and when like you, you're, you're kind of like coming out into the, you know, back in time. And the first thing that flashes in front of you is a giant universal bumper. It's, yeah. That's, that's gotta be, uh, kind of jarring. It is. Tantric it's impressive that, brought to you by universal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Impressive that you still stay in the meditative state. Even that shows your time and commitments been paying off. Well, yeah, like I'd have to breathe a little bit heavier because my blood boils when I see it. <laughs> oh, I saw this time I was watching a little plane that goes by as Derek was in there and he was not like happy. <laughs> yep, it's me in that plane. Angry, angry as fuck. And it's in black and white too. I'm like, why is this in black and white? It makes no sense. Uh, anyway, this one opens up with Herman in his pajamas looking very intense directly into the camera and talking, right? Talking about murder with a piano wire and garroting somebody's neck. I'm like, mm-hmm. holy fuck, what is he doing? Well, he's not threatening anybody. He's reading the latest ep- issue of like Daring Detective or something like Shocking that. Shocking Detective Magazine. What is it? Shocking Detective Shocking Magazine. Detective Magazine. And it ends on a cliffhanger. And Herman pissed. <laughs> It says we'll, we'll be back again next week. What? Yes. What kind of magazine tells you that? <laughs> I don't know. The kind that comes out every week and it's shocking with detective yeah. stories. Anyway, Herman does not think it's fair. No fair, no fair, no fair. Lily, who's sleeping next to him, tells him to shut up, wakes up and tells him to <laughs> shut up. <laughs> it's like, fine. He's like, reading yeah. out loud, no problem. Of course. <laughs> the reading out loud, cool. The, the throwing a temper tantrum, no, not cool. But Herman decides, well, this will be the perfect opportunity to look through the missing persons section, see if he can find some criminals to rat on. Isn't the shocking detective magazine they have just wanted ads? (laughs) Apparently so, because he turns and he finds an ugly old man with a thousand dollar reward, and then he freaks out. And as soon as he says an ugly old man with a thousand dollar reward, I'm like, oh, I know who that ugly old man (laughs) is. Faster than Herman knows who it is, and Herman's looking at it. True. True. Yeah, he looks rotten. That's what. Yeah. Yes. And Herman's looking at like I'm imagining that you're gonna see like a page of like classified type ads. Yeah. And this is one of them. Like a grid. Yeah. Like he's like sitting there like staring at like he's trying to like see maybe the picture is hard to see or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, tiny picture of ugly old man. Oh, and and there's no enhancing at this time in in the technological mm-hmm. life so he's just gotta mm-hmm. squint and make it out magnifying glass is only and he's kind of like it looks like he could be grandpa but it's a bad you know it's a small picture maybe it's not let's yeah. wake lily up and see what she thinks mm-hmm. i do like during this where he's like giggling to himself and he's like looking over at lily to see if she's having fun and she's just like fast asleep like this mm-hmm. yeah and he's like oh he has to go back to his magazine <laughs> he wakes her up and lily is very unhappy to be woken up from such a dead sleep which got a chuckle from the can Mm-hmm. audience mm-hmm. hilarious then her and herman fight over the magazine and then herman's stunt double flies out of bed <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and then right before the stunt double reveals its head it cuts to herman looking back up over the bed he warns her don't look in there you're gonna get into a tizzy lily looks and she freaks out through and he's like see Throws the magazine down and it's a full fucking page ad yeah from the most wanted person <laughs> And it's a big magazine too. It's not. It's not little. It's, yeah, it's not like, like Rolling a, Stone, it's, right? Yeah, it's not Reader's Digest. It's Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I would say a solid third of the page is a picture of grandma. Yes, it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. It says most wanted person. I did notice in that picture, though, that grandpa's eyebrows, not so huge. Hmm. Interesting. Must have been an old photo. Must have been an old photo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is grandpa. Had some interesting facts on it. Six feet tall, 185 pounds, blue eyes, dark brown and gray hair. Um, anyways, this Pamela, there's Pamela Thornton of Sioux City, Iowa, is looking for Grandpa. Thousand dollar reward. We get the banger. Mm-hmm. I saw the dust on the left side of the door. That's all I can see now. Yeah, I saw it f- like fluttering a little bit. Do you think that came from when Herman busted through and it like hit the, the lens, or do you think like that was always there? I don't know. I don't know. But- I think it was always there. The dusty ass banger happens, and we come back. We fade <laughs> to Herman sitting at a desk and he in a good mood. Lily is dusting. Uh, you know why Herman's in a good mood? Because he's going to turn his rotten old father in law. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> and Lily's like, What? You can't do that. And she goes, How could you do it? He's like, Well, it's easy. She put her address in the paper. I'm going to write her this letter and come get him and bring the thou. That's. <laughs> <laughs> And then when she wants to know more about it, he's I, he's holding grudges for a while here. She's like, "He, you can't do that. He wouldn't do that to you. He loves you." And he's like, "Oh, loves me, huh?" <laughs> and, and he retells a story of from their wedding night or their wedding day when mm-hmm. Grandpa re- asked him to make a donation to the hospital, and when he said yes, he called the or make a medical donation, mm-hmm. and um, he, so he called the hospital, and two guys came with a wagon to pick up Herman. <laughs> yes, that was awesome. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Oh, it's like, oh. But then Lily says some bullshit like, well, it's only natural. You know, fathers don't like their hus- their, uh, their son-in-laws. Besides, we're a royalty. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> he's a count. I, I, uh, he, he's, a, but like, they've never, ever said anything about royalty in the past, have they? Uh, they don't go into it, but I think they've mentioned it like once or twice before. Not nothing major. No. Yeah, I think it's always Grandpa's weird, though. Like, yeah. It's always weird that they're like broke as shit if they're supposed to be royalty. But well, maybe yeah, back but... in the old country, they were a bigger deal. I'll tell you what, if I was royalty, I'd be flaunting that shit all the time. Count Derek. Count Derek. Yeah. Yeah. Just every time you like go into a room, you have an announcer come entering mm-hmm. Count Derek and a little trumpet plays. It'd be, it'd be like opening an Imperial butter. Um, <laughs> Another 90s commercial, 80s commercial reference. I got it. Maybe even 70s or 60s commercial. Uh, So anyway, like Grandpa, she says like he didn't want some prefabricated Johnny come lately. Some bullshit, right? I'm just like, all right, whatever. So Herman agrees not to send a letter. And Lily gets worried that maybe he did something bad. What if he did something bad? And Herman's like, oh, it's something spicy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, oh, because oh, then he he, call, he also he calls him for, you know before it was like you know my no good father in law goes are you telling me my sweet father in law did something mm. spicy yeah <laughs> yeah so now he's a sweet guy like, yeah <laughs> I don't understand but they're gonna have to bring it up at dinner try to coax mm-hmm. it out of him but they you mm-hmm. know Grandpa's very you know gets very upset about the past so mm-hmm. which I guess I've never seen that before he's talking about the old country all the time oh awesome constantly he brings yeah. the old country the way yeah. i used to do it um anyway so we'd be subtle and delicate as not to upset grandpa and herman's like well i'm gonna be subtle double subtle even triple subtle fade two it's dinner lily mm-hmm. and marilyn come walking in with two swords 
The yeah. swords have assorted foods stuck to them. And the most amazing all, shish kebabs ever. It's all on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Walking, and everyone's like, ooh, looks great. Everyone very excited for flaming swords. I think it's like big chunks of meat. It's like a full onion. Yeah, there's a full <laughs> onion. It's like Texas yeah. Day Brazil, but on fire. Mm-hmm. It's kind of amazing. I wish I got food served to me like that. <laughs> on a sword? And yeah. So they're not like, they're rapiers. They are they they have a hand guard on them, long mm-hmm. thin blade. They're not like a broadsword or a mm-hmm. long sword or even epées or whatever they use for fencing, right? It's like a, a curvy kind of a little bit, sure, yeah. aren't they? A little yeah. bit, like a maybe maybe they're a cutlass. No, I think they were Cut. straight. And I'm going to tell oh, you why they? I think they were straight and thin because, uh, well, oh, you're right, you're right. We'll get there. Uh, <laughs> so they come in, great. Uh, we shall be so thankful to live in such a big, wonderful country that we could serve food on swords <laughs> Herman's like speaking of big wonderful country Grandpa when was the last time you were in Sioux City Grandpa is unfazed I don't know yeah. just wondering since you've been all over the world yeah it's not because we're suspicious or anything like you've committed a crime or something Grandpa can't remember anything Lily tells him to try and remember and he's like meh and then Grandpa starts eating so they, they hand out the food and they give the swords to Grandpa and Grandpa starts eating the sword. The metal part, yeah. The yeah, metal blade. part of the sword. He bites into it, and it's a long, straight, thin sword. So it is like a, a rapier, I guess. Right? Okay, yeah. Um, so it, it almost be it's like rare. a squash. And it's what? rare. It's yeah. it's not cooked well enough. Oh, it's too rare. Well, try the other sword. Crunch. Oh, that's how you cook a sword. Uh-huh. Fade okay. two. <laughs> that right there was the big swing for the fence joke in this episode yes and, and it, it was a miss a big miss yeah it just wasn't yeah it was just weird it didn't really make any sense yeah uh, it's like maybe like this sort of been gooey or something like he bit it and it was like liquid metal <laughs> i don't know like yeah, <laughs> like it, yeah if it would have been chewy or like uh yeah. Like almost like a gummy, uh, yeah. thing, like a gummy sword type thing. It took him a while to bite through, but no, he just kind of crunches through it really easy. Yeah, it's steel, right? Um, you have to get it really hot to become liquid. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then anything short of that, it's just steel. Right? So, True. Um, he eats it, no problem, whatever. From there, we fade to Herman on the phone. He's calling this Pamela Thornton who put the ad in the paper to find out why she put it in there. And Lily's like, find out, but, you know, be cool about it. And he has strict instructions not to goof it up. Don't goof it up. In this situation, why doesn't Lily call? That makes more sense. She's so worried about Herman goofing it up. Yeah, whatever. Hmm. So he's on the phone. And he's like, uh, you know, I'm calling. I'm not. Uh, what if I? I'm not the man. But what if I were the man in the paper, which I'm not? What did you want from me? He finally gets to it. He's like, can you repeat yourself? Okay. Hangs up. The lady in Sioux City is Grandpa's wife. Herman, for some reason, faints. Just that shocks him to no end, <laughs> and he falls face first and faints. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that freaks him out so much, but. Mm. And Lily goes, wife? And then we flip to our opening clip, Grandpa Wife. Uh, Herman's going to uh, cross-examine his brains out. (laughs) (laughs) It's a weird way to put that. Yeah, which is like, 
some sort of like lawyer dirty talk. And he just started throwing na- city names at him until Grandpa was like, I don't know. I don't know. See, I'm going to cross-examine your brains out. Oh, cross-examine me. Um, Grandpa's like, I've been married quite a few times, and I'm a man. Okay, I have lots of problems with what happens right here. He says, I've been married quite a few times, and a man 378 years old tends to outlive a wife or two. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. We have established that Grandpa was around at um, the eruption of Mount Vesuvius in like 24 <laughs> AD, right? <laughs> yes. Which was a lot longer than 378 years old. It's almost like they just pulled a random number out. Like, yes. I think they've said like previously how old he was too. I don't think it was the same like No, age. I guarantee it's not. But also, he hasn't outlived this one. So she has to be relatively recent. Yeah. Yes. So yes. how old do we think she is? Like, I mean, we're eventually going to see her. So how old do we, see is, she's like know, 40. Okay. So <laughs> he married her when she was like 1820 and then he just bailed. So it's probably been like in the concept of throwing ass here. Like, and he doesn't remember what he did that. Like, yeah, it's not, yeah. It's not somebody from 300 years ago. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's very weird. Contemporary modern a woman from America, Sioux City, Iowa, uh, that is not, you know, ancient. So Herman gets all in my grandpa's face. Where were you the night of August 12th? <laughs> it's like, well, that junk always works on Perry Mason. Mm-hmm. doesn't work for me. I did not find this funny at all. I don't know if the canned audience even laughed at that. They may have. I thought it was kind of funny. I'll admit it. Oh, Terry. <laughs> so grandpa's worried that the woman could, you know, think she could find me, could she? And then Lily and Herman are like, hmm, Lily says, did you uh, mail that letter? Heck no, I'm not that stupid. I wasn't built yesterday. Grandpa, what letter? And then Lily explains that, yeah, you know, Herman was going to turn you in for the $1,000. Grandpa gets upset. He's like, if she finds me, I will go right through the ceiling. And then he's like, well, where's that letter? Give it to me right now, Herman. He's like, well, it's on the desk over there. Then we get this way too long, super fast sped up scene where the three of them are tearing apart the desk looking for the letter. Then Eddie comes down the stairs for no reason, and then I know exactly what's going to happen next. He skips up. What you up to? Shut up, boy, looking for the important letter. I'm in big trouble, or Grandpa's in big trouble if it's not here. Well, Grandpa's in big trouble because I just mailed it. <laughs> oh, no. Great. So Grandpa goes right through the ceiling, literally, straight up. He said he was going to. He said he was going to, and... A, an exorbitant amount of shit falls from the ceiling <laughs> on Letter. Herman's head. Yeah. Just keeps falling for way too long. Mm-hmm. And then we get our first commercial break. And I wrote, next to nothing has happened in this episode to this point. The words Sioux City have been said more times than there are actual jokes. Oh, dang. You should start writing reviews for these IMDb episodes. <laughs> but it's true. Nothing has happened. It is true. Yeah, We've, true. we've established that someone claims that Grandpa's their husband. They're looking for him. Mm-hmm. Still right. haven't even seen her at this point. That's Interrogate it. Interrogate him about That's it. all we've yeah. done. Like Normally, we would get the thing where like they would explain what was going on, and then we would cut to an office or something where you know the people that wanted to go th- the gas company or it's uh, a lawyer's office or a detective. Like you normally get that thing and we get that first introduction to the, 
the guest person of the episode. And we haven't yeah. even gotten there yet. They just kind of rolled right past all of it. She's yeah. still in Sioux City. Yeah, you'd think like we would see the con artist, you know, and mm-hmm. doing the like, well, we're gonna marry this old man, then kill him or whatever, right? <laughs> but we yeah. haven't gotten that yet. Yeah. We've got nothing. Nothing has happened in the first 13 minutes of this episode or whatever it is. It's like, wow, this sucks. We come back from the commercial. Fade to Grandpa looking out the front window and Marilyn's like, relax, your wife might not show up after all. Don't call that woman my wife. Then Herman tries to calm his nerves. I'll stick to my father-in-law's side like glue, which they both grin. Grandpa, yeah, Herman like latches onto his back and they're looking <laughs> yep. at each other. The grandpa looks out. Oh no, someone is arriving, and it's a woman. <laughs> Herman yells, "Every man for himself!" And then we get another fast motion speed up of Grandpa and Herman running around, bumping mm-hmm. into each other, falling yep. over things. Eventually, they make it to the basement trap door and go down. Herman actually dives head first down the trap door. <laughs> They probably got the stun double to do that. I wish we would have got a shot of his head hitting like the floor and it squished like it. <laughs> yeah, for, like from uh, the bottom of that staircase up, looking up, and then here comes the stunt double flying down. Yes. They just made that poor man leap down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to need this shot. I, like, I think you kind of explained it. Yeah. No, we're going to need you to don the makeup. Just leap down some stairs for us. The first time they ever did more than one take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they cut the 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 clip. <laughs> yeah, like uh, what's his name? Oh, who is the director of this? Ezra. Stone. Ezra Stone. Ezra Stone. Emma is, Stone. Yeah, but Ez, well, Ezra Stone. I wanted to say Miller, but I knew that was wrong. <laughs> oh, I hope no, <laughs> very much yeah. so. Ezra Stone was hanging out with uh, a young Stanley Kubrick in before this episode, and <laughs> Kubrick was telling him about how he demands perfection. Mm-hmm. So this is the Ezra Stone had 258 takes of Herman diving through. <laughs> he spent all day working on yep. that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've eclipsed the entire season one budget of the Munsters on this one shot. <laughs> Man, just repeatedly. And they didn't like replace him with anybody else. He's like groaning. <laughs> nope. He's limping his way back up the stairs. And he has no teeth. He's like a hockey player. He's just like, <laughs> knock on the front door. Lily answers. There's the woman. Maybe in her 40s. I, I don't know. She's not old. Um, she's not like a grandma. She's not grandpa age. No. Lily welcomes her in. She has a weird look on her face. She looks around. Like, she's relatively spooked, but she doesn't see Herman. She doesn't even see grandpa yet. She sees the three most normalish of the monsters. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she's like, oh, their house is shitty, and these people are weird. <laughs> Yep. So she comes in, she kept calling her, her husband. Oh, she's, she's like, oh, your lovely husband, Mervin, wrote this nice letter. Oh, it was Herman. Mm. Okay, whatever. She does not care. Uh, the lady looks shook, but she comes in and sits down. She never calls grandpa by his name. She just says, my sweet, darling husband. Where's my loving husband? Blah, blah, blah. I like, found that weird for a while. Like, mm-hmm, me like, too. It, at some point, you should say his name, and I'm like, what is she going to call him? Like, yeah, I just want to be reunited with my darling. That's what she says. And, but Herman and Grandpa peek up through the partially open trap door, and they're watching. Mm-hmm. And nobody notices at all. Nope, There's nobody sees door. them. Even looks like Pamela kind of glances that direction at one point. <laughs> nobody notices. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
So you see her eyes dart over there and quickly dart away. Oh, that, <laughs> was that on camera? I hope not. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's like, I just want to be reunited with a lovely darling. And Lily's going to be like, well, you see. But he's like, well, I don't think Grandpa's around. She's like, Grandpa, that means you must be my grandson. Come to Nanny. And she tries to give him a hug. <laughs> then Eddie does this this scream yeah, and waves his hands in the air and runs off. It's a blood curdling scream. It was Fan- fantastic. <laughs> it was that was that might have been the highlight of this episode. Uh and then Marilyn's like, oh, you know, he just does that around strange people or something like that. This part actually I, I take it back. This next part kind of made me chuckle. Marilyn's like, well, maybe he's not the right one. I was like, yeah. And then, so they try to convince this woman that, that she shouldn't be interested in grandpa. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he's so old and cranky and decrepit. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's just a rotten, walking corpse of a human being. Like, Grandpa's oh, down there and he's like listening and he's like nodding along, smiling. And I was like, yeah. oh, are they going back to the like the thank you? Yeah, thing? That's, no. that's exactly what I got out of it. I was like, oh, he's excited about this. Yeah. But then Lily goes, you know, those things he's always talking about, they're dentures. Oh, just like in my grand, my grandpa's my, a vampire. My grandpa's a vampire, exactly. And to that, Herman giggles, and grandpa <laughs> starts to be, look upset. He's like, they don't have to overdo it. <laughs> but old girl, I can't remember what her name is. I want to say Callista Flockhart. I know that's not even close to right. Pamela. <laughs> but that's the name that popped in my head. So Callista Flockhart's like, oh, oh God. <laughs> They're hiding him here. I know you are somewhere. And now the kid gloves are off. And she storms out. All right. Flip two. Lily reading a letter. The the threatening of legal action. So this is two episodes in a row. Yes. Where there has been legal action threatened. If Pamela Thornton's husband, sometimes known as the Count, sometimes known as Sam Dracula. Then mm. I'm like, okay, well, she does know his name. Doesn't mm-hmm. appear at the Ritz Carlton by 7 p.m. tonight. They will go after the wife deserter with the full extent of the law, blah, 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 blah. Signed, attorney at law, Clarence J. Wedge of Hammer, Wedge, and Thump. <laughs> Which German name. says something like, oh, that's not the trio that would sing a love song or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Hammer, Wedge, and Thump. The Wedge. Grandpa is like, well, I'm just going down there and have it out with that old gal. Flip two. Grandpa at Suite 732A in the Ritz-Carlton. Imagine talking to no one. Imagine a woman pretending to be my wife. Someone will go to to great lengths to snag a handsome rascal like me. Woman answers the door, and she's so excited to see Grandpa. She brings a man, offers champagne. Well, us Draculas don't drink wine. Oh, I love that. I laughed out loud when they said that. Did you really? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I just, I like that line from the original, like Dracula movie. Oh, is that from the actual Dracula movie? Mm -hmm. I don't drink wine. Oh, Oh, yeah. You're right. I do remember that. When he said this, I did not, like, I don't know. It feels like the monsters are always so lazy and they don't really care about, like, the. (laughs) It's like, oh, they actually, like, watched the movie. I'm like, no. (laughs) I guarantee that was an accident. 100% an accident. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No way. So, no, I'll, I'll bet you. And the only person we can ask is you because you go back in time. Yeah. Uh, or is me. Right. And I know for a fact, I asked Tibbles, I'm like, that was a smart line. He said, no, nah, it wasn't. I just, I just made, made that up. up. Yep. Um, so then she's like, oh, but don't you remember our wedding? Nah. What about our Moonlight Strolls? Nah. We're taking our yacht across the lake to the country club. 
car yet? Hmm? Or our mansion on our 300 acre estate and our 52 horses or our, that $10,000 Stutz Bearcat? Don't know what, what that is. Yeah, what is that? I hope it's an amazing coat. That's what it sounded like to me, but I have no idea. I might have to Google it now. Oh, it's a Roadster. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty cool looking. I wish I had one. I oh, wish this it thing was looks cool. Yeah. The big wheels and like the two seater, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I, I love those um uh the headlights too. They're the headlights where if the Stutz Bearcat were to come to life, it would be the eyes. Yep. And yes. then the grill would be the mouth, right? Yep. Yep. I love that. Yeah. It kinda yep. almost looks like the Munster's coach slightly, like that old timey style. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, and it's got like the curly Q horn on the side. Burger. Oh, um, we yeah, might need to get nice. one of these for the the cove to go yeah. driving around the island in this. A couple, a couple of Stutz bear cats. Ten, only ten thousand. We could get six or seven over it. <laughs> yeah, we can afford that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but so this is all piqued Grandpa's interest. Oh, oh yeah. Wait a minute. Hmm. Grandpa's getting seduced by the thought of being rich again, which is like a theme. Uh, keep talking and I'll see what I can remember. She calls in her. So this moment, oh, I wrote it down too. She calls in her, uh, our attorney. And I, I wrote, I hate this show. Uh, and he has a little piece of paper he'd like you to sign. And then I said, I doubly hate this show. Oh, grandpa goes, I'll sign anything. So uh. he signs it and then he goes, wait, what did I just signed. Oh, just a sworn affidavit that you're her husband. That's so stupid. Why ask after? So I mean, incredibly yeah. stupid. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have had them like lie to him and then he signed it. And then like, yes. I have got you. And then as long as you sign that piece of paper, that's all that counts. So he signed a paper that said, yes, I'm her husband. Fade to Herman reading the paper and Lily looking concerned. Lily wonders, what has happened to Grandpa? And everyone's like, ah, I bet you he told her off. He's on her way home right now. He wouldn't want to leave up this this wonderful home life for anything in the world. Door opens. There he is. He walks by. He's strutting. High speed. And Herman goes, uh, where's the fire? <laughs> Grandpa turns, goes, shut up, stupid. And keeps going. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. like, dang, okay. And Herman's like, see, he's back to his old self. Lily's smiling. He's like, What'd you tell the old bag or something like that? Yeah. And Grandpa says, "Don't talk about my wife like that." And <laughs> Grandpa and, or Herman and Lily laugh like, "Oh, that jokester!" He's like, "You're such a jokester." Next thing you're gonna tell me that you're le- leaving and going to move in with her. Grandpa comes up with a suitcase and goes, "That's exactly what I'm doing." Fuck y'all! Gave him the, the double birds <laughs> on the way out, and then did the the Madden jump mm-hmm. backwards, grabbed his jock, and said, "These nuts!" And he flew outside, <laughs> out the door. Uh, well, Grandpa found out he's a wealthy man, and uh, having a rich, rich aristocrat like him around would make everyone else feel inferior. Flip two, Grandpa back at the hotel, Pamela and the lawyer answer, and they're like, <laughs> "Who's this silly old man?" And Grandpa's like, "What the fuck? I dem- I as your husband, I demand an explanation." And that's when we get the following clip. All right, stupid. I'll give you one. You see, I was to come into a large inheritance. But in order to collect it, I had to prove that I was married. You mean we're not really married? <laughs> of course not. I just happened to see your photograph in an old magic magazine. And I figured that anybody that looked like you did 
should have passed on years ago. <laughs> well, thanks for the compliment. But Pamela, dear, here I am in the flesh. Yes, well, uh, Pamela didn't count on that. You see, when she offered the phony reward, it was to convince the court she had a lost husband. Then I found out you were for real. So we got you to sign the paper stating that you were my husband. And to sum it all up in legal terminology, get lost, you bum. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a grand scheme this is. It, so is he legally married now? That's, <laughs> see, that's the thing, right? Okay. So she, to get an inheritance, she has to prove that she was married. Then she was going to assume that he was dead, and then pretend like she's looking for her husband and then doesn't have a marriage certificate yeah there's no sitting around marriage anything. license no yeah public records hmm. nothing none of these things that would prove marriage yeah. she doesn't have these things but to prove to the court that she was married she has to look concerned like she wants to find her husband makes no sense and i guess maybe they gave her yeah i'm just gonna assume behind you know, the backstory to this is that they gave her like, okay, you have 90 days. And, you know, if obviously this person, does, you know, doesn't come forward or whatever, then, okay, we'll buy your story or something like that. Yeah. And yes. since he did, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, now we got to come up with this affidavit thing. Now we just have to get a piece of paper. Your paper saying, saying that I am your husband. Wouldn't that, like... It, as unfortunate as it sounds, uh, th the man had a lot more rights in a marriage back then. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that entitle Grandpa to some of this inheritance? Yes, I think so. I think so. They'd have to get mm -hmm. divorced. Yeah, that's what I was expecting is when he showed up again that, that she had, like gave him the divorce papers or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a it's a terribly convoluted scheme uh, at yeah. best. Um, and especially for one, like you said, they did, you know, what, 18 minutes before we even met her? <laughs> yes. To, like, set the thing up. Like, I get it. Okay, they're looking for it, and they're trying to figure out, well, what has he done? Oh, there's a former wife. And you're like, okay, it's possible and all. And then I was hoping it was like a, a monster hunter, like Van Helsing type situation that he was walking into, and he was going to have to get himself out of, you know, getting staked in the heart by this lady and the... That would have been better. You know, and the other yeah. dude. But, like, yeah, it's just... So at least it's something I didn't see coming right away. But at the same time, it's like, there's got to be other ways to prove it. And also, did, if he is still alive, you just got legal confirmation of it. Mm -hmm. And now I, I don't know what that entitles him or her to. And I, it's very weird, yeah. When you said that something you didn't see coming, if any human would have seen this coming, <laughs> like, I don't know how you could. <laughs> it's so outlandishly fabricated that you have to sit down and like come up with the most crazy possible course of events i i my my second thought was uh or the because i know they're not gonna do like a van helsing trying to kill him type thing was that he was signing divorce papers and oh. then she was gonna like well now i now that you signed it is like something that was like where he was signing away his rights to any of her uh, you know, money or or any of the inheritance or anything like that. You know, as part of the divorce, is what I thought she you know tricking him into signing. But yeah, then 
then they go on top of this. Well, I had to prove that I was married. I don't think you proved anything yet because just some right. You could for all the court knows some random man that just signed your paper. Like that's really yeah. The the, (laughs) you know the wedge could have signed it. You know yeah exactly true. You don't need some random. Well, they wanted someone who was dead for some reason, but but even so, let's say okay. So let's say you get that letter and you're like ah fuck. All right, can you just sign? Like you can get. Any, like you said, Keith, because there's no like witness there other than the lawyer. And True. Mm-hmm. There's no like, uh, what are they called? Uh, a notary public? No, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. No notary public. They didn't go down to the, the. I'm sure the Ritz Carlton had plenty of employees there that could have witnessed the signing of this paper. They didn't do any of that stuff. So mm-hmm. anybody could have signed that paper. Mm-hmm. You're right, Keith. And it seems like the lawyer's like down for this. So why didn't he just do it? Yeah. yeah, and they could split it. Or They're already yeah. committing fraud. What's just a little more fraud, and not involve Grandpa in any way whatsoever. Also, where's Grandpa's crystal ball that he could have like made the whole like the paper disappear or something like that? Yeah, like, you know, or signed it with this, invisible ink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could have done lots of stuff, but instead, uh, we get the 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 final death blow of this mm-hmm. non monsters episode. There's nothing monsters happens in this episode nothing there's other than the fact that i saw your picture in an old magic magazine i mean <laughs> that's kind of monstery right like but there's not this is just, this is a script tibbles had this one sit around for some other mm-hmm. sitcom and sold it to the monster schmucks mm-hmm. um so there we are there's that plan do we even finish the, yeah we need to finish the episode Great. So we got the clip. Do we need to finish? I don't. I don't even remember where we're at. We got the clip. It was just. It was so terrible. Yeah. Uh, Grandpa at the hotel. Okay. Great. So it's just like little turds get lost. You bum fade to Herman and Lily sitting in the foyer of their house for some reason, which seems like a weird place to sit. Herman's pacing. He's never going to speak to Grandpa again. Lily's like, well, you can't because he's gone. He's like, well, he's just a greedy old dumb dumb. Blah blah blah. Even if he came back, I wouldn't talk to him. And then at that moment, we get a knock at the door, and I'm 100% positive it's Grandpa at this time. Herman answers it, and there's Grandpa with his hat in his hand. I think literally almost. Uh, I was like, mm-hmm. well, well, well. If it isn't the prodigal Grandpa, which was a decent little line. Mm-hmm. No, this is some other old creep. Blah blah blah. Slams the door. Lily opens it and Grandpa's on his knees now. Grandpa says he's terribly sorry for deserting his family. Blah, blah, blah. Herman tells Lily to tell the derelict to split. (laughs) Grandpa begs. Herman says, no, I'm hearing voices from the past. How can you leave a poor homeless man out here in the snow? Herman's like, what? What snow? And just a minute. Grandpa turns his back, opens up his cloak, and in there he's got several pills like smog yeah. and whatever but one says snow he pulls this bottle pulls a pill out throws the pill into the air there's an explosion and then there's some snow falling <laughs> it's got a snow pill <laughs> makes sense yeah yep so it starts snowing and then like jingle bells plays in the background uh oh it does look cold out there but <laughs> it's immediately sold on it yeah it's like oh yeah. okay and it's like oh it is cold and don't forget you know like uh for a homeless old man like me or whatever blah 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 grandpa's like a greedy old man (laughs) his family lily begs herman's like fine then so and then herman does this weird puts his hand on grandpa's head Mm -hmm. like welcome he like pets him yeah yeah Yeah. you're my pet now grandpa yeah 
Grandpa stands up, and then Marilyn and Eddie come running out of nowhere, and then everybody starts screaming at Grandpa. Oh, we're so happy you're back! Like, all of them are screaming different sentiments towards Grandpa, like they just found their lost dog. <laughs> like, oh, look at me, such a good boy, he's back. And Lily, this made me, it made me laugh because it was so ridiculous, and I don't think it was intentionally supposed to be funny. She comes up, she goes, look how happy we are! And she's got this big <laughs> shit-eating grin on her face. But there's such a cacophony of all the monsters shouting at Grandpa that you ha- it's like, it's like, have you ever seen uh, Encanto? <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I haven't. So there's a song in Encanto. Oh, it's that, that Bruno song. We don't yeah. talk about Bruno. Where all the family, uh, they all have their own verses about Bruno. And at the end, they all sing them over each other. Right, so like mm-hmm. you have to like really pick one out, uh, because I have kids, I've heard this soundtrack millions of times, um, but I always hear the same one uh, for all the time. Like I can only focus on one of the four different verses that's being layered over one another, which yeah, it, neither here. Nor. That's what this is like. Like okay. there's just so mm-hmm. much noise, and then she's like, "Look how happy we are." Um, <laughs> Well, there's but rewatchability, you're saying. We can watch this again and get to hear what Marilyn had to say. And we can yeah, you have to. But I never will. Um, oh. But Grandpa says, Herman, come over here for a minute. I got to talk to you. And he goes, ah, I had to take a cab back and forth. Can you spot me a five <laughs> to cover the cab ride? <laughs> then Herman's like, fuck that. Kicks him out again. Get out gets of so bum. mad about this. It's very mad. <laughs> gonna put a boot right in his ass kicking him out the door he's like mm-hmm. throws him out like a uh, fresh prince uh, yeah uh throw jesse jeff out the front yeah out the front door Getting jeff t- tossed out the front door by grandpa's life just turned upside down yeah <laughs> <laughs> he, got, he got one little scam and his, and the family got scared herman got scared yeah mm-hmm. now he's the count of bel-air yeah, so that's what gets us to our final commercial. West Pennsylvania, born and raised. Oh, uh, okay, Keith, you need to start working on the parody song for that. <laughs> and make it Christmas-themed. Yes, for the Christmas song. Oh, okay, I gotta go, guys. Bye. So we get our mercifully, merciful final commercial break. Now remember, when there's such a jam-packed episode like this, mm-hmm. with one belly laugh after another, the funniest moment in the entire episode is going to get us to credits, right? So just be prepared. It, it, it could be anything. This bothers me. They actually ended on something that wasn't awful already. Why are we going to another commercial break? I don't understand this. Like uh, they they put a button on it. The whole not, little scene and like with Herman petting him on the head and everything, and then throwing him out back, is yeah. actually a nice solid ending. If they would have ended with "Look how happy we are," credits, that would have been awesome. Or yeah. love that because it was so ridiculous. But nope, we got a final commercial to come back. Lily and Herman are by the door in their pajamas for some reason. When will you let Grandpa back in? Not until he's learned his lesson. Listen, he's out there talking to himself. Cut two. <laughs> Grandpa in the snow saying just about the same shit that Herman was saying up top. Yes. Looking directly at the camera like, I'm going to kill him and get my revenge. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> Herman thinks Grandpa wants to kill him. My own father-in-law wants to chop off my head and spoil my good looks. Lily goes outside. Are you really going to kill Herman? Eh, heck no. I was just reading the latest issue of Shocking Detective Magazine. Mm. That's not where Krez rolls. No. Should have been. Should have been. Shocking Detective? I knew it all along. 
I wasn't worried a bit. Then Herman, Herman faints. faints. Yes. And a bunch of snow flies up into the air. <laughs> Credits. Yeah. Here we are. Season two, episode 20. We have 12 left. Grandpa's 12. 12. Grandpa's oh. lost wife. What'd y'all think? I mean, it is. It, I mean, it's all over the place at the beginning. It takes a long time to get into the premise and then a very short time to get out of it. And they 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 actually salvage a little bit of it, I think, with the part where Grandpa's like begging to get back in the house. Only then just mess it up again by not knowing when to stop. Mm-hmm. Is it, again is you know we always joke about being the one take monsters because it was all more expensive to do the stuff and they only had so much film and all. But were they afraid to like then like okay we filmed this thing but let's just cut it. It doesn't you know we already nailed it. We we finished out on something and we should just close out here. Well, we already filmed that, so we can't just cut it and leave it on the, you know, the editing room floor because it costs money. Like, is that the reason that they always do these weird endings that don't make sense? They just kind of went over something. I, I don't know. It really bothered me at the end that they messed that up. They got to fill in time. That's why I assume they do these weird. Endings. I actually like this episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I gotta go. Bye, guys. Might be my favorite <laughs> season two so far. Um, really. Your favorite of season two? It might be. I, like, I genuinely laughed out loud at the Dracula doesn't drink wine. It was funny. Um, I thought, like, I know there's a, like not a lot going on, but I liked like the time killer stuff we did have. I found pretty funny with Herman like interrogating Grandpa, trying to get to the bottom of this weird ex-wife mystery thing. Wow. They they probably could have done more with that. Like maybe like implication like because Lily's like, is that my mom or something? You know, there could have been a lot of things they could like go with that. They wrap it up too quickly. I think the scheme is pretty stupid. Um, but ultimately, I feel like the <laughs> that's like so, unfortunately so unconsequential. Even though that is like the plot of the episode, like because all the like the time killer stuff is way better. Like Grandpa begging to be let back into the house and stuff. I I like that stuff all so much that I can kind of forgive it for the really bad criminal scheme that's going on in the episode. Um, mm. And I, I like the intro with the Herman reading that weird monologue that sounds very sinister. And then Grandpa reading the monologue at the end, very sinister. It was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess Herman reading mm-hmm. stuff was cool. Um, <laughs> Grandpa reading stuff was cool. I absolutely hated this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, this is like two or three in a row here, man. I just did not like it. Um, from the premise to the execution, uh, I didn't find anything to be particularly funny. I didn't find anything to be particularly interesting. There were a few parts I was like, oh, that's good. What did I even say that I thought was good? Uh, Eddie's oh, laugh. Uh, Eddie, yeah, Eddie's laugh. The, them. Dissing uh, down Grandpa. Dissing Grandpa with an earshot to get the woman to not like him. Um, that was okay. The flaming sword was just weird and like, I just, uh, just doesn't fit with anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, if this episode never existed, I would not. My life might be better. Um, <laughs> but not. Yeah. We know what we thought. What did the internet think? Well, we have one review on IMDb from the yeah. 5th of November. Remember, remember, the 5th of November, 2018. Jimmy underscore the underscore gent four tells us this. Grandpa is a wanted man. Herman is reading Detective Magazine and sees an ad for a reward on Grandpa's head. Great. 
a very funny episode with some good scenes yep. for Al Lewis. Yep. Recap, 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 recap. She is well played by a former child star, Jane Withers. Recap, recap, recap. The funniest scenes are when Grandpa begs to come home, literally on his knees. Herman will not let him in, even when Grandpa makes it snow. One out of two found this helpful. No review. One out of two. Wow. If it had been one out of three, I'd be like, hmm, suspicious. <laughs> it's the inverse dentists. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, we made it. We survived. We gave our thoughts on it. <sighs> what happened in this episode, if anything? But what happened in this episode that will make you go, all right, Munsters, I've seen your first 20 episodes of this season. I will stick around for the remaining twelve. I'm I'm always down for if they you know bring in some sort of mysterious relative. So I maybe maybe there is another one of Grandpa's wives that's around because I think well, one I of think the other last, ones they said episode you wanted a, a new relative. And yeah, I mean we got one kind of okay. But I, but I can't, well, that was a scam. I want like a real one. Yeah. Um, like you know, like I think he said, like you know, some of his wives. Oh, they've that have died multiple times so maybe somebody's come back <laughs> or we find another relative uh maybe we find out uh and i i don't think this is i don't think we ever get to this in the in the series like Marilyn's family like like her that the side of the family that's Marilyn's. like do we ever get to meet her mom at all or any of those like mm. uh so, something uh along those lines because for the most part when it's somebody good it's been it's been kind of fun when they have like a relative show up again i mean i would take uh with uh charlie to come back again oh boy mm. they turn on charlie mm. wouldn't they yeah. mm -hmm. charlie knock knock a second time watch out for the, oh, the yeah. Yeah. slamming door yeah. here comes charlie <laughs> <laughs> yep that that sounds like what it was called yeah uh, I guess what I'm looking forward to is, you know, just another great episode like this one. But <laughs> if I had to pick something specifically, you know. Um, oh, Terry. Herman, you know, he's got a very nice voice for reading. So maybe the next episode, they'll have a lot more narration with Herman um, <laughs> reading magazines or something. Mm. You know, just like and maybe that. Oh, but then they can like flash it like you do like the dream wavy cut and then it's like the the monsters like dressed up in as different characters like acting out in a his, herman story mm -hmm. or something oh mm, that's why i want the herman asmr for you yeah yeah and herman's there's like a, a crime noir and they all are they're like it's got grandpa in there and herman herman's like placing his family into the story and stuff mm. that's what i want well that sounds like would be a uh, fun and I just history is telling me that that won't be a thing, but you know what, Terry, <laughs> for your sake, we're gonna just we're gonna cling on to that hope. Yeah, like maybe if you peered in, like at somebody eating a Thanksgiving dinner or something, he just kind of started talking over it. Oh, yeah. god, yeah, but you're wondering how I got here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, as for me, we've had two consecutive episodes that feature uh legal action, and we gotta see what the third one is. <laughs> Yeah, oh, you're, you're, there's going to be a third. You're thinking that's got to be Lily, Lily sitting in that same chair a third week in a row reading a letter. Yeah, that's threatening to be sued. Season two, episode 21 is just called like Herman gets sued or something like that. <laughs> it's a courtroom <sighs> drama. Oh, yeah. It, yes. No, we, we've already seen what an adoption court looks like in the year 1966. 
What about, uh, you know, civil suits or something like that? Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. A hermit you can know, pretend to be Lily's lawyer. Oh, yeah. Now, how could, now that we think, see that, I said civil suit and made me think of this when I, th- I thought about it when I was watching it. I was like, a lawyer like that can't prosecute somebody, <laughs> right? That, that's like a district attorney's job. And this guy is not the district attorney um, in this episode. Mm-hmm. And they threatened to, to prosecute the wife abandoner or whatever to all the full extent of the law or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't prosecute anything. You have to bring up yeah. charges and be book. Yeah, whatever. Full extent of their bluffing is the full extent of the law. It means they'll do nothing. Yes, mm-hmm. that is true. Uh, and, and couldn't grandpa in return sue them for fraud? Like they would, they, they're breaking the law. Uh huh. <laughs> He should support a fenceless old man, and they tricked him. That's what he yeah, can use. That's elder abuse. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway. That'll be the next episode. That's Maybe that's what it is. Elder abuse, and then there's somebody's getting sued for that. It's like a PSA. Yeah. <laughs> Last episode, it was brought to our attention. <laughs> the grandpa- and then it turns around because Herman uh, left him out in the snow, and they mm-hmm. like they ended up going after Herman. Nothing but elder abuse. And now I will I will say this, and we're since we're past the, what we thought was good and bad, uh, I thought it was kind of amusing that Herman was all about the thou. He was going to give up Grandma for a thou, yeah. and then yes, he called that was greedy at the end. Right? That might have been the best part when he was like cackling to himself. He's all in a good mood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> give him up, sell him out, come and get him, and, for that and bring thou. that thou. Yeah. But then uh, he gets upset because Grandpa left them for millions, mm-hmm. and he was going to break up the family for a thousand dollars. Oh yep. well, maybe maybe the episode's more clever than I give it credit for. It is. Mm, I think it's an accident as well. Mm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I really do. Y- you just have too much tibble love. I think. Uh, maybe I'm biased. Yeah. I don't know. I thought this one was good. We'll we'll see how history. Yeah. <laughs> how history <laughs> looks upon me. Eyes on you. I'm on the wrong side of history. Here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I hate how people do that. Oh, history will judge you. I'm like, no, I will judge you now, you fucking asshole. Oh, God, 20 years from now, I'm going to be getting emails and you know, tweets or posts or whatever you want to call them. And they're going to be like, wow, cancel this guy. Look at his thoughts on Tibbles. No, history's what? not going to judge me because I'm going to go crisscross applesauce and some tantric meditation and correct the whole issue. Go back in time and change yeah. it all. Oh, well, we did it. We should pat each other on the back right now for surviving this one. Mm-hmm. Except for Terry, oh, because yeah. he enjoyed it. Oh, I'm jogging around the table. I'm having a grand old time. <laughs> Quit strutting around the pool table like you made a couple yeah. shots. All right, buddy? Oh, yeah. Settle down. This episode's great. Um, anywho, you guys got anything to plug? No. Nope. No? Well, then we should probably end this episode the way we end every episode, shouldn't we? I say, if you would just pay attention here for a moment, I should like to show you the simply fantastic trick that I what do the... have seen from my latest cinema, <laughs> The Family Jewels. You see, it all comes about when I, while searching for my little niece, Donna, ends up in this absolutely dreadful pool parlor. Steady now. Here it comes. Hey, creep. Hold it a second. What are you, some kind of monopoly? Stop. Hey, you, up in the booth. Stop this. Yep. This second. Oh, dash.
Ah, uh, look, folks. I can see Papa, this picture which uncle's your favorite. And Donna is by these also. Did it freeze? Hey, project yeah. it. Show my point. Now it's just showing the guy. Oh. There I am. And there's Donna. Pretty cute, huh? And that oh Donna ain't so bad either. Get it? Ha, 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 ha. Actually, Bugs, I'm in the family jewels, too. Uh, couldn't we just look at some of uh, me for a moment? Uh, you see, we're all brothers, and little Donna comes to live with each of us for a while. She's looking for a new father, and uh, you're not right, going to give away anymore. the whole story. Oh, we got to see the mustache. No, okay. And all of us. Uh, there I am, the world's the greatest clown. Avast there, you painted fool. Let's get on to the He-Man side of this family. Now there's a man for you. Button down those gyp stays. Wasn't worth it. Look at that mustache. Dogs. Good heavens there, Captain. Show them some of me. I'm in the family jewels too, you know. <laughs> yes, sir, gang. There I am winging along into the wild blue with the swiftness of the wind. <laughs> Excuse me, Captain Eddie. I know I'm only the show, but couldn't we just show a little of me? Why, yes, good heavens, Willard. Off you go, lad. I'm not really one of Donna's uncles, but I am in the family. Oh, he is still here from a kid. <laughs> in the family jewels. We are the family jewels. Uh. Come and oh, see us, God. won't you? Oh, I say up there, Mr. Projectionist, you may carry on. Now, watch closely. Here comes Do you think a well single human laughed at this? <laughs> no. Like, I'm sitting going, like, why would anybody watch this movie? It looks so bad. The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gala, and Terry Vicroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it, at How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Reel. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Reel on Twitter at Run the Reel. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullett. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.